It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to another NRL Fantasy Amateurs Podcast. It's Mark here with Ryan and intern Rob. And boys, uh, after our audio troubles last week, we have finally managed to figure out the uh, the issue and and turns out that uh, we've been given a bum steer on the the web browser and the uh, the solution was was to go with the Fox boys, which uh, <laughs> we're we're back on the Fox unlike Freddie and uh, Ryan you took Ryan you took a bit of convincing here to to switch back to the Firefox what was your what was your main problem with Firefox mate mate I just prefer Daniel Tupo that's all. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> just the leaping ability. That's what you prefer. Yeah, no. exactly, mate. Yeah. Better in the air, unlike Fox. Yeah. No, well, it, mate, this Fox is in the air because, you know, Google Chrome wasn't getting us off the ground and we we're going to be doing 40-minute Zoom calls and hanging up and joining them at the end. So much happy to be in this situation. And, uh, Rob, mate, you are, you are straight on board, though. You are very supportive of the Fox. So, um, yeah, I thank you for that. No worries. How many how many um, Google browsers can you have, eh? And oh, mate, well, that's it. That's it, mate. Yeah, everybody knows that Firefox is is the optimum uh, <laughs> software for podcasting. So, well, we should have known that before now. <laughs> Technology chats with the amateurs. <laughs> I always come up with these ones like colors with Mark and Ryan. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, that, that was a good one. That was a, a good recurring segment we never did again. Yeah. What no, was mate. The, oh, was it? I can't even remember the... Yeah, it was the color. It was ochre. It was the color of the, oh, okay. the like the the brownie orange on the jerseys. So, anyway, uh, boys, we, we'll jump into round seventeen. As you can tell, we've got a a packed show with lots of fantasy relevant stuff to talk about today. We actually did get inundated with the questions, uh, though. So, obviously, looking forward to that. Uh, got a couple of games to cover off, so we might just rip through the games first, and then we'll we'll circle back and and get to the good stuff. Um, so we're going to actually kick off with the Sharkies and Storm, which is a top, I guess that's Shark. What are the Sharks and Six now? Or somewhere thereabouts. So mm-hmm. um, uh, Sharkies pretty much full strength and the fantasy gods have seen fit to bless us with Nico Hines as our uh, captain this week with no Nathan Cleary available. So uh, Ryan, I guess starting here, uh, fantasy relevancy-wise for the Sharks, I guess the big talking point for us probably needs to be Cameron McInnes. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of what, I, what um, we've spoken about in the last couple of shows is the uh, worry with Cameron McInnes and his minutes moving forward. Um, it seems like that's sort of to come to fruition now. Uh, it's He's starting to loom as a potential sell after after this week, isn't he? Mm, yeah, and it's kind of bad timing for everybody because, I mean, everybody got in for round 17 and, you know, it becomes the question of do you cop the price drop in the, you know, mid-30s to low-40s score or do you take the uh, take the points? And, I mean, 57 is not a ridiculous break-even. Come off of 49 last week, but, I mean, against Melbourne, we know they tend to limit players Although I mean McInnes is just tackles and runs, so um, I think the probably the prevailing wisdom, Rob, do you think is is maybe hold this week and then for overall coaches and then and then move them on next week? Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think 
you're going to be pretty hard pressed convincing someone to sell someone that's actually playing this weekend. Um, yeah. Given given the amount of people that are likely to have um, very few players going into round seventeen. Um, yeah. But yeah. Look, I would be I wouldn't be um, penciling him in as a keeper going forward like like what you probably bought him for. No. No, definitely not. And on, and then I guess obviously speaking about the other options in the Sharks team here, Will Kennedy at two seventy eight with a break even of two is somebody if you need a a cheap option that's playing this week. I mean, there's a couple of guys who are cheaper kind of floating around, but it's you know whether you want to devote any sort of attention to to a guy who's in for one week and gone without a particularly good loop schedule. Mm. So um. I mean, is there anyone else here, Rob? Is there anyone else here on the Sharkies for this week particularly that, that draws your attention? I know Ryan's still got Wade Graham. Uh, what's his price? <laughs> uh, no, nah, he's not a buy. I don't think he's a buy. He's, he's not playing enough minutes to be a buy. He's, he's uh, slowly slow burning for me. He scored 44 last week. but um, Is yeah, he playing but... like 60 minutes on the edge? Is that kind of his, well, his role? Well, he was, um, prior to last week, he was playing 30 minutes on an edge and then playing about 20 to 30 in the middle when Teague Wilton came on. Last week, though, the Sharks shifted to a four-forward bench, which they've retained this week with Trindle at 18th man. And it was a little bit uh, it's a little bit strange. Last week, he only played about, I think he played about 45, 50 minutes, something like that, um, mm. all, all on an edge with Wilton coming on. So I think with the, with the four-forward bench, I think you can put a line through him now um, I mean, he, he did play quite well last week. He had a line break, nearly set up a try. Um, but you know, just other, just other than that, uh, <laughs> that one shank off the boot he had. But um, yeah, otherwise, I'd, yeah, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't recommend to do anyone. I'm just going to slowly burn him along as he <laughs> makes his twenty ten to twenty k a week. Yep. Ah, fair enough, mate. I mean, the only other one really worth talking about in this team outside of Nico Hines is Jesse Ramian, uh, who I had a little bit of a chat with our uh, friend of the show, Supercoach Whisperer, about the other day because TK has been been chatting him up. And um, I'm trying to do my best to talk him out of buying him because I I really think that last year was a bit of a blip on the radar and and he's going to go back to being a high 30s average player. Uh, I mean, given the fact that Aiken's now back in the uh, the safe arms of the the back row and Matt Burton's there, it's probably a case of why would you bother? What do you think, Ryan? No, I'm with you. If um, uh, yeah, uh, with uh, if Aiken stays in that uh, center role, which is seemingly the male, um, that apparently Pompey had a little bit of an injury he was carrying. That's why he was left out of the 17 last week and managed to um, get fit in time for kickoff. Uh, Right, so, um, it, that, that's the mail anyway. So how reliable that is, I don't know. I guess we'll find out next week when the Warriors name a mm-hmm. team. But um, hopefully, yeah, Aiken's on that edge moving forward, and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, great, perfect. Um, and then, and obviously, moving across to the storm, the big story here is going to be Ryan Pappenhausen, who was looking like he was going to go an absolute stinker, and then just absolutely pulled a rabbit out of the hat and managed to put up a good score, but. I mean, he now finds himself again with a 58 break-even, no real rush to purchase. And, I mean, 755K, Rob, is he somebody that you would be looking at? I mean, if you're an overall coach, are you looking to buy him this week or or what's your sort of looking thoughts there? Yeah, I was I was looking quite a lot at Dewey, if he was going to be named in the halves. Um, obviously, uh, 
Noddy's throwing us a curveball and put him in the centers, of course. Um, mm-hmm. pl- put your best player in the centers. Um, but, yeah, look, I I think it's a fine option. I, I struggle to see whether he's going to be significantly better than Latrell, and he's quite a lot more expensive. Um, so I'm kind of leaning towards whole – well, I'm not really playing overall, but kind of just waiting to get to Desco in round 18, um, which is probably a safer – option got like going forward um but yeah i think it's pep yeah pep or latrell um if you are interested in round 17 uh, and you need a and you need to keep a wing fullback um i've got no real issue with either of those blokes yeah it's probably ryan it's probably a case of um like how much cash you got there to spend as well and what what you could do with that money if you weren't going to spend it on them yeah, well, it's an interesting debate because, you know, is Pappenhausen 200k better than Luttrell? Um, and, like, if mm. he's not, what can you do with that, you know, 200k to, yeah. you know, like, say, go from a, I don't know, one of your... Well, 200k is the difference between Mitch Barnett and Isaiah Papali'i. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, or a Tohu to a Cam Murray or something like that in a week. Like, you know, that could be the difference, you know, a much bigger difference than versus, say... You know, Latrell and, and Pat might only be about five points or so. Um, I, I didn't see the Storm game last week. I noticed um, – I was just refreshing on the NRL app. I, I was wondering if you guys could maybe help me out because I saw Nick Meany started um, goal-kicking and then Pat took over towards the end. Are, are we expecting that to continue? Like as in Pappenhausen uh, is, is the goal-kicker now? Yeah. So I did watch this game um, and the Storm played like old moles. Uh, and then with about 10 minutes to go, Pappenhausen decided he was actually going to play. So there's a couple of plays that I, I draw people's attention to, and the first one's the cooler intercept. So um, if you watch the actual, just that highlight, so um, cooler takes the intercept and Pappenhausen's in pursuit, and he sort of, you can see him running and he's kind of laboring, and he sort of gives up at about halfway. Mm. And... I think if Pappenhausen's fully fit, he's chasing him all the way to the goal line there. But knowing that he – I think maybe he was a little bit not sure on it. And I think he was supposed to only play limited minutes and then ended up having to play full minutes because um, Munster was out. So I think that and, – and the Storm were down, and I think the plan was sort of Storm to get up and then Pappenhausen to go off, and it didn't matter who was kicking the goals. But I think when the pressure went on and the Storm were concerned they were going to lose or thinking that they were going to lose, um, I think Pappenhausen put his hand up and went, no, nah, I'm right, let's go. That's my sort of, you know, with no inside thoughts, my sort of psychological assessment of it is he went, righto, I, if, if there's going to be a game-winning kick, I'm going to take it. Right. So I, I, my gut feel is that Pappenhausen's going to kick the rest of the season. Okay. And I actually thought that he was going to kick. I, it never entered my mind that Meany was going to keep the goal kicking. Mm. So that just sort of, but maybe that's swinging my bias that way. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I tend to think that he's probably going to keep it for the rest of the season. Cause like in my head, like I thought, I said last week, I thought Meany was going to keep the goal kicking in the short term yeah. uh, before Pappenhausen took over. It's just that that short term ended up being about 60 minutes. <laughs> 50 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that was that would be my thoughts there. Um, so I think Pappenhausen is probably the third best wing fullback, but whether he is that much better than Latrell or Dewey or even Ponga, uh, I don't know. So mm. 
Um, I think there's a TR that's definitely below Pappenhausen, but it's what you can do with that 200 grand is, is the question. So, um, but I mean, he's a fine buy if you want to buy him for head to head or overall. If you're a head to head player, there's no rush to do it this week, obviously, with a 58 break even coming up against a virtually full strength Sharks. Uh, I mean, outside of Pappenhausen, there's Jerome Hughes, who was trending towards a very low score and managed to bail himself out with a 44. Um, but he's doing a great job of of uh, proving us right here. And then Brandon Smith. People keep talking about Brandon Smith, and I'm I'm sort of not really clear on why. Because um, I mean, he's 414 and he got a 57. But I mean, outside of that, he's been virtually non fantasy relevant. And I mean, after again this week, he's. I think that 57 was a strip four man tackle bus tr- line break try. So. Uh, I mean, he's somebody that I'm sort of not really even interested in at 414K. Does either of you guys have a different opinion to that on, on him? I think it um, uh, goes really goes to the um, how dire the hooker position is this year, if people are even looking at him. Because, um, I mean, he does love a try when he's playing at nine, um, but it's a really short-term um, buy, I think. I, I couldn't, I couldn't um, recommend him to anyone in good faith. Mm. What about you, yeah. Do you have any different no, thoughts? Yeah. I'm the same. I'm just looking at his scores for the season and like, yeah, he scored a lot of tries last year, but it's, you know, it's not PBL ball anymore. Um, yeah. It, it's His minutes have been really up and down. Like one week he's playing 30, the next week it's 50. Um, yeah, mm. I, I just, I, I just, I, I think you could probably get similar scoring um, from someone 200k less and, and bank that money this week, to be honest. Like, yeah, he's probably going to yeah. put up a decent score this week, but moving forward, yeah, mm. no, I don't like it. Yeah. Well, you can probably get similar scoring from Jason Saab. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, like, even like Palacia <laughs> or something like that when we get to it, you know? Like... Yeah. Yep. No, I agree. I think this Storm team is basically the spine, and that's it for fantasy, Mon- and only three three members of the spine. <laughs> yeah, Montesquieu's. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Just an NRL, uh, um, bit of male. Uh, Remus Smith is out for the season. Um, he re injured his pick. So. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No one cares about Marion Seve. <laughs> not really. Anymore. Yeah, not really. Yeah, not relevant, but thank you. Thank you for staying on top of the news, Rob. Rob at the news desk. Crossing live to a live news bulletin. Oh, gosh. Uh, the Knights play the Rabbitohs in the third, second game of the round. Oh, geez, we only done one game. Um, Pong is out. Texoy is playing fullback. Um, outside of that, Clifford stays out. Clemmer's looking like a good option. Jaden Braley makes his return, which is nice. Um, and, I mean, fantasy-wise, it's it's the uh, origin hero, five-try man, goat winger, future Dolphin captain, Edric Lee, is probably the... <laughs> How many titles can one man have? Reminds me of uh, Daenerys Targaryen from Game of Thrones, where she's got like nineteen different score names. of tries, <laughs> score of tries, <laughs> breaker of titans. Yeah, um, yeah. So, I mean, realistically, here we've got uh, fantasy wise, we've got Clemmer, Frizzell, Barnett, all options. Uh, none. I mean, all all good in their own right. Uh, Clemmer's an interesting one. So a good friend of the show, Dale, put up his pod piece on David Clemmer today. 
Dale was on fire, by the way, just quietly. Bloody oh, hell. mate, Love yeah, me. three from three last week. He just absolutely blitzed it. Um, does he actually have players? I don't know. doesn't really matter, though, does it? No, absolutely not. I just, like, yeah, no. Nice. I think he just loves it, mate. Nah, he's, he's um, yeah. Yeah, he's 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 one of our other apprentices. So you better watch your back, Rob, or he's coming for you with Dale's news desk. What am I offering? What am I offering? Casualty ward, casualty Yeah. Um, yeah. No, sorry. I'm just having some weird, like, audio things in my head here. I hope hoping yeah, that's not on. coming through on the – yeah, hoping that's not coming through on the recording. We'll see how we go. Um, but, yeah, no, so, I mean, uh, we've got Frizzell here, 639, 67 break even. If you're an overall player, he's a fine to purchase and obviously one to watch for head-to-head. Uh, Barnett. Same thing. He's, you know, 592, break even 45. If you are an overall player and you want to buy him and get the jewel, he's fine. Um, Clem is a big talking point, though. Obviously, I sort of piggybacked a little bit on what uh, Dale put out there today. And, I mean, I found it interesting when I went and had a look at him that he actually, in 2020 and 2019, and... Was it eighteen? Was eighteen, nineteen, twenty? All three of the nights he's all three of the seasons he's been at the Knights. So it's, it's nineteen, twenty, and this season he's been a fifty-five plus average player when playing at least fifty minutes per game. So assuming he's going to keep up at least that fifty-minute role, um, you know he's looking at fifty-five-ish average, maybe higher. Um, and and looking like a really good option at the price. But, I mean, another one, if you're a head-to-head option, he's an eyeball one. If you're an overall player, you can buy him this week, but he's got a 68 break-even or something like that as well. So what do you what do you think about Clement, that, um, Ryan? Uh, yeah, no, I, I think he's a fine option. I, I don't think he's one I'm, I'm going to target, but, um, I mean, he's likely a keeper. He's been doing it all year, hasn't he? So I wouldn't talk anyone out of him. Yeah, no, I agree. He's um, yeah, he's been really, really good, and he has had one or two little low scores in there that have sort of dragged the price down a little bit. But he's one, um, you know, one of those players where you do the exercise to say is it worth a hundred. But see, the difference between him and um, like Papali'i now is only fifty grand. Mm. So, but on, then on the other side, Hudson Young's now more expensive than him. So. Uh, I mean, obviously, he's into the nice price bracket, and he was up at the 800 mark at one point there. So definitely definitely one to have a look at for overall coaches. Uh, and then on the other side of the ball with the Rabbitohs, we've got Luttrell, who we spoke about earlier. Uh, he looks sort of damaging but quiet, which is, is <laughs> I guess, basically his uh, MO, really, isn't it? Um, yeah. Rob, do you have any strong thoughts about Luttrell? I think I'd buy the trail. I think I'd buy the trail if, if I was in the market for or when people back this week, um, especially, especially around, around several overall coaches. coaches. Um, I've said on the pod last week, and I, I keep, it, keep, this, view, I keep this view. I'm not going to buy him. Um, I've been burned by him before, but um, he's just a, he's just at quite a good price. Um, and I think I think the nature of the win from the position this year means that 
um, we kind of can look at these guys that are a bit cheaper um, because it is, really is the two the two blokes Tedesco um, and Hines and then it falls off a cliff a bit so yeah no I'm, I'm happy for anyone else to get him I wish you all the best I'm not going to get him myself um, but yeah, look, if you can get someone else in, a, in another position with the cash that you save on um, not getting Kevin Townsend, then um, fair play. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm I'm kind of looking at that now, and I've got Heinz and Tedesco already, and then I've got Savage and Kula, who I'm sort of rotating between my wing fullback, and I'm finding it hard to justify paying the money to upgrade one of them to anyone you know, between them, they're, you know, sort of getting me a 50-plus score per week. You know, one or the other are just managing to pick the correct one. So, um, yeah, it is certainly – wing fullback's an interesting one where, like, if you can pick the right one, you're going to do really, really well. But, you know, if you're selling Savage Cooler this week, like I've seen a couple of people doing, and you end up picking the wrong guy who averages less than they do, if you can pick the right loop, then, um, you know, you're going to be – you know, disappointed rest of the season and wasting a trade to do it. So um, outside of that, in the Rabbitohs team, it's really, uh, Ryan, I know you are one who lucked out on on holding Isaiah Tass, um, <laughs> who finds himself as an unexpected cash cow. I know. It's actually a little bit of a blessing and a curse. I, I was using him to take Cooler's 58 last week, and then he suddenly popped up into, <laughs> into the starting 17. Um, Perfect. But, yeah, no, he's, he's turned out to be uh, the one uh, rabbit that's turned out to be not a curse, apparently. Yeah, um, and Campbell Graham now gone for a while too, so it seems like he's got fairly good job security moving forward. So, yeah, this is an unexpected blessing, late-season blessing. Yeah, I mean, this Rabbitohs team has just been absolutely decimated with um, injuries and origin. And, I mean, I'm expecting Salika Fafita to come in for probably Blake Taff. Um but, I mean, this is a really interesting team. And, I mean, the Knights, I really want to take the Knights in a bet for the punt club, but I just can't trust them, hey. But, you know, like this team should – they should walk all over them. Um, mm. it's, yeah, it's really tough to, to bet on them. But, I mean, the other one that's ticking along is Heveli. He's doing great stuff. How's his scoring been recently? I sort of haven't – I didn't He's actually just- buy him, so – yeah, he's still going really well. He's up to 530K, put up another 35 last week. His break even, He's getting close to peaking now. I think his break-even's 32, so I guess uh, yeah. after this week he, he might be a sell. But, um, yeah, no, he's been a great buy for those who bought him. He's made over 200K. Yeah, great. Great recommendation by the amateurs. Good job, guys. That know. actually, I, I want to say that I, that was my pick, but it wasn't at all. I think that was yours, Ryan. So, um, and um, we get a nice little cheeky Davy Moali fifteen points this week as well for those of us that have got him. So, um, I'll take my little fifteen points there, and then he'll go back to sitting on my bench and not playing again. So, bit of a disappointment there. I thought he was going to be more this year than that, but you know, it's kind of annoying because I, I can't even really use him for looping that well either. So. Because um, he's been, the South have been playing really early in the week most weeks, so he's been sort of not really useful to me at all. Um, but yeah, I wish he was a, a wing fullback, <laughs> but he's not. So um, I've actually considered trading him to another do- person to actual for looping purposes. But I feel like given my shortage of trades, that's a bit of a waste at the moment. So. Um, yeah, I think that's it for the Rabbitohs. Uh, everybody else is kind of, you know, playing Origin. That's relevant. So mm-hmm. um, then moving on to the last game of the round, West Tigers and the Eels. Uh, West Tigers name Adam Dewey in the centres because uh, Brett Kamali hates your fantasy team. 
Uh, outside of that, Farmani Brown stays at nine, but Little's on the bench, which ruins that, which is nice. Kelmatolangi still doing poorly, but in people's teams, I think. Um, and Joff and Gowie going from strength to strength. Stefano, somebody asked me, I saw there's a question there, like, should I trade down Haas to Udo Ikamanu? I can see them getting similar points weekly. And, I mean, Stefano just put up a 22 again last week, which is kind of – he's kind of not really – he's he's even less relevant than Brandon Smith at the moment. So yeah. Yeah, like I mean, his PPM was great again. It's just as we've said all year, it's just the role. Just it's not there. I, I, I'm assuming his minutes are going to increase moving forward, coming back off the injury. But yeah, no, it was a pretty disappointing return. It's so weird considering how highly touted he was to what they're doing to him now. I don't know what's going on there. So yeah, weird stuff. Um, I mean, obviously Dewey is an interesting one, but hard, I guess, because I mean, if you have a look at his. Um, you know, games, and it's kind of hard because I know he's playing quote-unquote center, but I find it hard to believe that he's going to be just playing at center. Yeah. Um, are, you, are you thinking the uh, the Tommy Turbo role from last year in Origin? Well, so I'm looking at his, okay, so just having a look at his games where he played at center last year. Um, he averaged 38 points, um, but I think maybe he's going to do some kicking. So, I mean, he can probably, like, that's with no points from kick meters. So I think if he gets, like, say, 150 points worth, 150 kick meters, which is five points, that takes it up to 43 or something like that, which is fine. And all it takes is a move to the halves and, and that, obviously skyrockets, but I mean, at his price, there's certainly no rush to purchase either. Cause I mean, his price is only going in one direction at the moment and it's not up. Mm-hmm. So 71 break even. Um, yeah. No, I, I, no rush at all. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's important to note um, the Tigers schedule over the next couple of weeks. So they've got power this week and then next week, uh, Penrith and the week after that, the Cowboys, it gets a little bit easier after that, but um, like I'm personally holding out for Dewey, hoping he gets that half spot, but I'm definitely in the camp of um, of just wait for now, given the high break even and the just dreadful schedule over the next three weeks. Yeah, no, exactly right. And I mean, Ryan, you actually did an interesting article uh, on the um, on the Tigers with relation to their red dot looping potential. I think mm. this does come up in a question later, but did you, did you want to sort of cover over on that now? Yeah, certainly, yeah. So I, I put up an article today. So for those of you who are interested in uh, getting a, a red dot, a tactical red dot for looping in the coming weeks, maybe not this week, but, um, you know, for head-to-head finals, I've, I've broken down um, each team based on the, their, their looping schedule for the for the run home. So which teams are the best and which are the worst. So the worst uh, is Parramatta, who basically live on Thursdays and Friday nights for the foreseeable future. They've got seven of their last eight games on Thursday or Friday um, and storm six of their last uh, eight. Um, the best, though, are the Tigers, who don't play a single game um, on Thursday or Friday for the rest of the year. Uh, they've got three games on Saturday and five games on Sunday going forward. And I've also broken it down by um, head-to-head finals as well. So... Um, two on Saturday, two on Sunday, and the head-to-head finals. So yeah, the, the, I think um, 
the one, the uh, little red dot tactical cash out I'm looking at um, for the run home is Junior Palga. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Probably not. But uh, 226K, dual position center, wing fullback. He's played one game off the bench this year, but he hasn't touched the squad since uh, Kamali took over. So if you're looking for a tactical red dot cash out, I think uh, I think you could do worse there. Yeah. So, yeah, he's got the amateur stamp of approval, approval for the unofficial official Palga cash out. Mm-hmm. So I think Tupo, Junior Tupo and Asuka Poa are in the extended bench who are both outside back. So it'd take a lot for him to come into the team from here, I think. Um, Rob, do we have you back there now, mate? Uh, I think he said he's changing mics. Right. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Rob. I think they have slower internet over in New Zealand. This is why he's the intern, mate. Yeah. 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 We'll just on without him. Yeah. Back to the good old days, Ryan, before we had the intern. <laughs> yeah, back when back we were just the... a startup. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Um, classic. <laughs> classic. Classic. Colors with Mark and Ryan is back. Um, yeah, so Eels last game of the round here, um, or last team of the last game of the round. Are they? No. Is there one more game after this? Series two. Oh, my God. Why are we going so slow, Ryan? Hurry up. Stop waffling. Uh, <laughs> for the Eels, we've got Dylan Brown, Mitchell Moses, both fairly disappointing, but options moving forward for this week. Um, and then uh, another pod superstar, Sean Lane, obviously, putting up points are we taking him seriously or i mean, i sort of can't i can't I've, I've been burned too many times <laughs> i was gonna say like um when i looked at him last week i was like this is a mark buy for sure this is someone no. who would have bought in the past I won't <laughs> remember, do the it. Year, remember the year you bought boyd cordner that, that was a good oh year. mate i loved boyd cordner and i think i had sean lane the year after that so <laughs> no it's um yeah i remember sitting at i was sitting up in cairns at a pub uh, on the water there, if you know Cairns, you'll know which those pubs on the water there. And it was just, it was just an absolute, just stress. And I was like, I swore off Sean Lane. I said I'd never buy him ever again. So <laughs> I won't, I won't go there. But I, God, Godspeed to anyone that's interested. Uh, much more interesting is back row partner Isaiah Papali'i, who has dropped a absolute boatload of cash um, coming down from 950 and being touted as a must-buy at that price um, down to 790 now has a break-even of 84 which is well potentially achievable against this West Tigers team but I mean certainly no rush and I mean he's put up a couple of fairly disappointing scores for his managers in a row um, are you a Papali'i current owner Ryan or not yet? No, not yet. He's uh, top of my buy list for next week, I think. Let him drop another, you know, another 20K or so and mm-hmm. slide him in next week. But, um, yeah, no, getting a hefty discount on where he was for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, in the last five rounds, his scores are 51, 65, 50, 49, 40. So, which, I mean, is fine, but you can get that from Josh Jackson. Mm. So, um now I think we do have Rob back this time. Rob, is that you there? Hello, can you hear me? Hear me, lads? Yes. You, did you hear us? Did you hear us talking negatively about Isaiah Papali'i, your fellow countryman, and you decided oh, to come no. in? And... What did you What did you say about my boy? Uh, nothing, mate. He's on top of the buy list. Don't worry, he's okay. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, this whole eels back, you know, three set as well of of Madison as well at eight hundred twenty seven. Um, yeah, he uh. 
I love that the physio <laughs> chose a photo of Madison in his active wear, looking like he was ready to go to brunch with his friends. <laughs> you know when you see those, like, groups of women out on, like, for brunch on a Sunday and they're, like, crop top and the long pants? That's what his training gear looks like. So, <laughs> Done him dirty. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, he's, he's dogged him there. But, um, I mean, Maddo's another one, 827, break even a 74, certainly no rush to buy this week. Seems like there's a lot of these guys where, like, this week they're all sort of, you know, projected to score slightly or significantly below their break even, but this is the time that you want to be buying them. So it's uh, it puts managers in an awkward position. I mean, the only real quote-unquote values is the two halves. Um, I'm going to put you in a. I'll put you in a spot here, Rob. Um, would you? Which one of the two Parramatta Eels halves would you have rest of the season if you could only have one? Moses. Okay. Why? He's cheaper. I think. I know we've talked a lot about the base of the two different halves, but I think. I think I just trust it a little bit more. I don't know exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think if, if I'm going to have one, I'd get Moses. Um, yeah. Do you uh, agree with that, right? Um, no, no, I don't. I'm, give me Dylan Brown. I'm taking oh, Dylan okay. Brown. Just, just bye. for the, uh, bye. Bye. <laughs> just for the sake of, uh, we don't always, we don't, so we can uh, not always agree with each other, but no, look, I, I, I like Dylan Brown. Um, I think I like him for the ceiling. Like, I just feel like he's got a higher ceiling just because, you know, he's, he gets his points through attacking. Um, he's got a solid base with his tackling as well, but he, you know, he is an attacking running player. I, I just like that ceiling, especially when I've got, um, you know, a Cleary. I think, you know, the majority of teams will have either Cleary or DC. Um, majority would have Cleary, but, you know, Cleary is that reliable base and ceiling. So, yeah, I, I just, I, I like the ceiling of, um, and of Dylan Brown and I, I think his yep. face is more palatable to look at in my team compared to mine. No, fair, fair enough. That's mate. a good point, actually. Yeah. Can't yeah. argue with no, that. No, good point. And I did actually miss one guy from the West Tigers assessment who I, I feel like I glossed over, but he's probably the only one that's actually bucking this trend of inform and actually a good break even, which is uh, also some man with a, a fantastic face in Joe Off and Gowie. Um, 2.1%, 34 break even. Uh, coming off an 84. I mean, he has had the odd low score between his good scores, but, I mean, it's been more good than bad. Um, mm. And he's yeah, an I was, interesting um, one. At that game, obviously, and he was just incredible to watch. Like, the rest of those Tigers just had their, you know, sucking in the big ones, you know, walking back. Um, and he was just making every single tackle and played for 70 minutes in the middle, the only one in that team that really cared. Um yeah, says a lot more about him than Kalma Tuolangita, for example. Who um, oh, just oh my god, it's like <laughs> he didn't even want to take a hit up, you know? Like <laughs> he just loafs around on the on the wing, and then occasionally he's like, oh yeah, you know what? I'll have a I'll have a hit up. Horrible, horrible to watch. If I don't take a hit up soon, I'm gonna lose my job. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, he just does the ab- – it's the definition of the absolute bare minimum. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was horrible to watch. But, yeah, Joe, uh, incredible. Yeah, seems to be an absolute weapon. So, yeah, no, he's uh, he's been great, and he's a, he, I think he's a fantastic buy this week. Any um, Anyone else we talk about before we go into – oh, far, we still got another game. Ryan, I told you to stop waffling, mate. 
<laughs> the Broncos come up against the Dragons. Oh, this is why I was excited for this one. Um, the Broncos have their entire reserve grade team playing and Katoni Stags this week. Uh, now, in all seriousness, obviously lots of players out through origin and injury. Adam Reynolds uh, is back. Ezra Mam is available. Um, fantasy relevancy-wise outside of them, it's probably, I mean, if you want a red dot, Zach Hosking or, you know, are we looking at Keenan Palacia as a more sort of long-term option? Anyone have any strong feelings? Kind of depends what you uh, want, I think. Do you want a red yeah. dot or do you want someone that's going to chip away? Because um, yeah. Palacia is probably going to be floating around the 17, isn't he? Whereas Zach yeah. Hosking isn't. Yeah, he's probably the better long-term, like if you want somebody who is a chance of being a green dot, like Palacy is the man. Yeah, that's right. Um, but if you want somebody who is absolutely certainly not going to be a green dot, it's probably Hosky. Who mm. is Xavier, <laughs> Xavier Willison? Xavier Willison is actually a highly touted, very large middle forward oh, who, played one, who played one game last year and ruptured his ACL. Oh, poor bloke. Um, we've, we've yeah, he he is an absolute, like, he's a pain house sized man um, and actually got big raps. So he could actually be the he could actually be the one, but obviously he's only five or six reserve grade games remu- removed from an ACL injury as far as I'm aware. Um, but, Rob, oh, I've actually got it right here. I'll look it up for you guys right now. Because that's the sort of dedicated employee I am, Rob. You should look that up already, mate. You should have already known who Xavier Willison was. It's tough. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> you have a bit of mail I'm, um, I'm withholding from you blokes, but uh, we'll get yeah. there. No, he's actually only played one reserve grade game this year so far. Okay. So he's mm. fresh as a daisy off his ACL injury, and he's a large, very, very large man. So I'm, I'm not expecting a lot of mobility and rapid movement from him. Although carting it up the field probably is not a necessity to be rapid either. So <laughs> He is um, dual position, but he is 240K because obviously he had that one game last year. Um, yeah. But, yeah. The well, male I've this... seen is um, apparently there's some mail that Reese Walsh is going back to the Broncos next year. Ooh. Is that yeah. with Chance going back to the Warriors? With Chance going back to the Warriors. Um, yeah, yeah I, it's definitely unconfirmed at this stage, but it's, I've seen it on quite a few different um, channels, including our local rag, the New Zealand Herald. So um, we shall see what happens with that. Well, if you spend more time looking at Xavier Willison's fantasy prospects for 2022, maybe maybe you, you, know, you wouldn't be bringing us 2023 relevant stuff, Rob. Come on, mate. Mate, I've always got an eye on the future. This is 2023 NRL fantasy. You're ruining our preseason content already. Look at you. You're upsetting the people on two fronts. Is Tyson Gamble going to play like some sort of roving lock role in this game or what? Yeah, I was wondering who's this like new middle forward? They've got Tison Gamble. <laughs> Tison Gamble. Yes. I heard he's got good reps, eh? Real good yeah. reps. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Quality haircut and you know, he's got a big, big future. Handy picking game as well, I heard. So, uh, <laughs> good stuff. Uh, and the Dragons, it's everyone who's still got Cody Ramsey, Lomax if you need a centre, but probably not. Ben Hunt's out, Sullivan's in, Jack Bird's an option. Um, 
my younger brother Peter messaged me today to ask me why nobody's looking at Andrew McCulloch, so I'll ask that question while we're here. Uh, He's at 500K, playing 80 minutes at hooker at the moment. Um, is he back playing 80? Is, is he? I don't know. I'm just assuming. Oh, he, he did last week. I last week was his... I played on the wing, didn't he? Because um, Fing That's got right. Hurt. He, yeah, Fing got hurt. Yeah, so I wouldn't yeah. trust it. I, he, he seems like a 60-minute hooker most weeks. Yeah, so we're lodging a formal protest on 80-minute AM9 based on... Injuries to other players. Well, he's only played... People are looking at him as just how terrible the hooker position is, right? It must be. Yeah, no, I think that's just Peter. Isn't your brother good at at fantasy, or is he... I think he's he's coming up pretty high at the moment. He's the best in the Jetson family, anyway. Uh, It's it's not really a high bar to set. Um, But my understanding is that he is uh, entrenched in the top 100. So... Um, he's wow. he's ripping in, yeah, and he's got many trades left, lots of trades left, and lots of players this week. So he's uh, yeah, he's he's doing really well. And basically, I think that's mostly due to him not asking me for any advice this year at all. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, that's it. No more talking about the dragons. All right, moving along, uh, boys. We uh, we've missed the pride and punishment segment the last couple of weeks. I think. And the people got upset. And I think it's at this point that we need to stage our intervention for uh good friend of the show, Matthew Lippiat Sidman, who Christ spends far too much time thinking about puns. So this is all Matthew Lippiat Sidman's puns for the week. He's got he's given us Hammy Sele, which, you know, is funny. Yeah. In its okay. own way, Hemi yeah. Sally. And he's given us Cookie Monster. Okay. Tried and true. Uh, yeah. Try, try, true, ha- try, true Harris. I, yeah. That was the one that sent yeah. me off the edge, I think. <laughs> they started getting worse as they were going along. So he also gave us Torn Plantress Jr. Uh, yeah. I donn't even know what, uh, who that was. <laughs> that, Is that Pango? Pango. Yeah, because yeah. he did his Pantress. <laughs> random calf muscle. Yeah. But no, yeah, and then we got... Turn, like, to or it's... <laughs> no, but no, no, but, like, I can see what he... Everyone knows what that is there, aside from you, Rob, so... Matt, I, I, I actually reckon that most of these are funny. Maybe we've got a false intervention here. We got we got Electric, electric Lee. I, l- I like that one. That was a good one. Yeah, and Fly and Pappenhausen. That's yeah. That's actually pretty good. That's uh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, I, I got Joe off a Blingawi. <laughs> that's real good. And um, <laughs> he's got Sam Verrill's sorry son, but I don't know. Was, was it sorrow who? Ta- I see. I don't see. That's where he lost me. But and then we got Isaiah push a bunny. I don't really understand what that means. So he should have given up at flying Pappenhausen, I reckon, and he would have been all right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Ezra, Ezra memories. Tohu <laughs> uh, hurrah. And uh, Edric Lethal. Ah, oh, yes. I love every Edric Lethal. Edric Lethal, yeah. And Joe Tapout. <laughs> that, seems, that seems bad, though, and Tapani's been good. 
He's like the third most expensive player at the moment, Tarpany. Bloody hell. He's just insane, insanely expensive. We've got uh, Tyson Fizzle. Oh. And Tyson Frizzed Out. <laughs> and then Mitchell Meowsis. <laughs> um, <laughs> some of the Instagram ones are pretty bad. Um, we got uh, Poob and Garrick. <laughs> and... Uh, Grant Blanderson and uh, Brandon Myth. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That'll do. That's all the good ones. I didn't even look at Twitter. I don't trust you, Twitter people. <laughs> no, I better have a look at the Twitter. I'll be doing them dirty if I don't look at the Twitter. All right, boys, moving along to the questions that we have for this week. Um, oh, here we go. We got you win Aitken. Hey, you win Aitken and, was really uh, good as well. Obviously, <laughs> this week. But, yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, and um, somebody's got, somebody's gone with hat trick Lee, um, and then somebody's auto like corrected him with a thing to origin hero hat trick Lee, which I really Love liked. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got. Tolotel baller, but it's supposed to be said like bowler, like instead of cooler. So, yeah, that's uh, it. Yeah, no, a- but you're right, Rob. Aiken, he is huge. Obviously, 12,000 people or something sold him this week, and that's going to be a huge make-or-break decision, which we sort of – we. Do- I'm absolutely certain I said that last week, but not in the same context. I said it in the thoughts of like whether you sell Aiken if he's playing center, not – assuming he was going to go back to back row and tackle a thousand people. How funny was that tweet that I sent you boys? <laughs> so for those of you that didn't see it, which is pretty much everybody aside from Ryan and Rob, um, there was a Dean and Kemp. I think it's, yeah. Dean and Kemp is a, he's a Kiwi reporter, isn't he Rob? He's used to play, didn't he? Yeah, he I don't he, know. But I think he's got some talk. We keep platforming these terrible players. Yeah. Yeah, right. So he, he did a tweet saying he thought that you and Aiken should be 13 because he's got a little ball playing about him, um, <laughs> which is funny because anyone that's ever actually watched you and Aiken play would know that he's never passed a ball in his life, let alone been integral to the passing game of a team. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, good stuff. All right, boys, trade questions for the week. Um, we got a question here also from Matt, who obviously didn't have – use all his time up for his work break, lunch break today on puns. Um, and he wants to know, are we rolling the dice on Dewey at centre? Um, well, I mean, I, I touched on this before. Um, I, I'm planning my flag in the in the wait. Uh, obviously, it's easy for me to say being a head-to-head player, but um, I'm pretty happy to wait given the high break even and the three pretty dismal um, matchups for the Tigers over the next three weeks. Um, uh, I'm just going to hold out hope that he moves back to the halves, I think. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, I think I'm, I agree with you. Um, and it makes a lot of sense unless you're really aggressively targeting this week. Uh, Cam O'Dwyer has uh, trades of Campbell Graham and Karaz out for Offen Gowie and David Clemmer, unless we've got a problem. That sounds no. pretty good to me. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sheesh, he's how got, much cash he, has he got um, away? We uh, we could also go um, 
so we could keep, sorry, Karaz to offer and Clem, or Sexton to Moses slash Brown and Karaz to offer or Clem. So, uh, I mean, we've got Campbell Graham, Karaz, and Sexton there. How did Sexton actually go last week? Um, Badly. Probably went pretty, yeah, Badly. pretty ordinary. All right. I'm wondering if it's possible to do like Campbell Graham, Karaz, and Sexton to like Moses, Barnett, and somebody else that's in the cheaper bracket. Because you probably need to move on all three. Yeah. I mean, can you just. You don't have to move Sexton this week, though, do you? Is it just. No, I mean. Yeah, I mean, if if you want the extra player. Yeah, if if you're playing overall. Like, but you could go, you could go Barnett, Frizzell, and Moses, maybe, or something like that. Uh, if, if it was me, like, because I'm assuming he's probably got more cash cows in his team, like someone, someone else that's a potential trade moving forward. Like, I think I'd uh, go for the original plan, but then maybe just cash Sexton down to like a Palacia, and that way you've got a bank for round 18 to to target like a, a Cam Murray or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I guess it really depends on how aggressively you want to attack the overall score for this particular week. And I mean, I think, you, like, as we've sort of spoken in the past, you can sort of make up one week of, a, like, you know, having one or two less players by having really good players at the back end. Mm. So, yeah, that's sort of, I guess, where you're sort of angling at, Ryan. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, I like it. Um We've got Max Kings featured in a couple of questions. Um, so I've got Max King to Pappenhausen as I have a little, as I have a lot of forwards and Xavier Savage to Brandon Smith, but can do either, neither or both. I, I go. I think I go back to what I said about Brandon Smith earlier, and that I'd, I'd rather bank some cash, like get a Palacia or something like that, um, you know, even a pole maybe, um, and and just bank some cash. Get probably a lesser score this week, but it, yeah. I think moving forwards, cheese is probably not going to be that good, really. And you've just mm. spent what two hundred one hundred fifty k or something for what an extra ten. 20 points maybe this week? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, Matt Kingswood's another question just after this. It says, is the cheese only fantasy relevant for the next two weeks? I'm not actually convinced it's two weeks. Mm. It could only be yeah. one. Grant's probably going to play 18, isn't he? Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, he's only playing, what, like 40 minutes or so in Origin currently. Exactly. Um, yeah. The Storm, the Storm don't play till Sunday next week either. Yep. No, exactly right. Yeah, no, he's. Uh, I expect Grant to get a full workload next week. So yeah, I would probably be inclined to do neither of those trades. Um, because I, I, Max King's one that well, obviously we didn't talk about because he's not playing this week. But with Pangai gone for up to you know five more games, um, it's you know is is this the time to sell Max King? I'm not sure it is. Um. What was the uh, problem? Is, was it two to six weeks or, or something like that? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, he could he could be back anywhere between, like, you know, round eighteen to round twenty three. Really, like it's it's up in the air. His minutes won't yeah. wildly change though, Max King. Will they? Depending on whether he's lock or 
or front row or uh, probably you know that 55 bench. minute role he's been getting most weeks I'd, I'd assume yeah. yeah but he played 49 minutes last week yeah hmm. so maybe I'm just wondering if maybe he's just tired or whatever but I think it's more what Max King offers so if you think about the composition of that Bulldogs team you know Max King has the offloads and that sort of stuff and without Pangai that's more important to their attack even again so I wonder if maybe I, I, he's I, going to be asked to do more of that with him gone. Well, I, I wonder. I wonder if Pangai's injury sort of stuffed up the rotation because, like, typically Pangai, you know, plays the first twenty, comes off, then comes back on for like the last few minutes of the first half, and then plays into the second half, and then comes back for a third stint. So, like, obviously, um, Pangai came back on at the thirty-minute mark, and he had to go back off four minutes later because because he, he came on for Max King at the thirty-minute mark, and then he went off four minutes later. So I, I just wonder if that maybe stuffed up their rotations a little bit, mm. and that's why Max King came back on a little later than he typically would because Pangai didn't have that you know early second half substitution. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm inclined to give him a week or two just to sort of see what like definitely round eighteen, um, and sort of see where he's at. Um, they play the last game on that, which is kind of annoying. But I mean, he's kind of only—he's still only got a mid forties break even, and there's absolutely no rush to trade him. Particularly when you got guys like Isaiah Papali, you're still dropping in price. You know, he might be one where Papali give him a 17, 18, see how he's going, and then you know, nineteen, you jump on him for Max King or something like that. So, and Payne Haas as well, like he's one you might do a straight swap for Payne Haas in round nineteen if King's role isn't. 55 to 60 minutes and he's a keeper. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I just, I'd be very hesitant to be moving him on this week. Uh, Tim wants to know if the curse is still irrelevant. Um, I don't believe so. We've, we've, everyone that we've had on the thing the last like five weeks has been really good. So, <laughs> uh, Jaden Bradley worth a look. Hard no on that one, Rob. Oh, absolutely. Rather yep. McCulloch. Hard no. Rather uh, Sabila Havili. Yeah. Oh, mate. 100%. <laughs> Jack Bird Maybe or Brandon Smith? Bird, Jack Bird or Brandon Smith, did you say? Yeah. Jack Bird. Yep. Yeah, Bird. Um, yeah, oh, here's the other question. Yeah, so is it worth downgrading Max King to Brandon Smith because I've got him as like 20th man or just nah. cash out to Lewis um, wanting to get some cash for Murray and Teddy in round 18? So this would leave uh, him with Torhu, Josh Jackson, Angus Crichton, Papali'i, Frizzell, and Murray as the forwards and have Karaz and Savage uh, both out for Frizzell, Barnett, and Palacia this week. So essentially, um, if he's he's just asking if he should set trade Max King down to fund his upgrading his 17 to a Brandon Smith type or whether he goes all the way down to a Palacia type. I think I've said it about three times. I'd go all the way down. Yep. Yeah. I don't know if Lewis is the one. It just depends if you want a guy that's going to be in the in the 17 going forward um, or a, just a one-and-done kind of bloke. Um, and you could possibly yeah. get more cash out of a one-and-done kind of guy as well. Yeah. So You're probably better off even just going all the way down to a power. You're probably just better off going all the way down to a looper option like Powger as well. That's right. Uh, best trade out, unsure who to boot, have the usual Max King, Karaz, Taylor May, Kula, Aitken, Torhu, seven trades, and two uh, at 425k in the bank, have seven trade, have have seven playing this week with no trades. So 
I guess rank these guys in order of urgency of trading out. Um, I can. I think we can comfortably put Max King, Aitken, and Torhu in the don't trade them basket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got Karaz, Taylor, May, and Kula. Uh, and of that, I mean, it's really – I'm not sure any of them are a trade either, but if I was going to be one, I'd probably just trade Karaz out for – Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think Karaz is probably the only one I'd be super pressed to trade. Like, Tohu's an interesting one because, uh, yeah, if, if if Tohu is continuing in, like, this 65-minute – Minute middle role, he's probably on the low end of keeper status, like a low 50s kind of average, which I, I guess is fine, but it's maybe not mm. necessarily what we wanted from him. Yeah. Who do you think has a better chance of being a keeper rest of season, Max King or Toy Harris? I, oh, geez, I'd lean, uh, I'd lean towards Max King. Um, I, the difference is, I think, like we've got certainty in in Tohu's role. Like he's, he seems like a pretty, you know, locked in for this high sixty, low seventy type of minutes. Um, versus Max King, his PPM is so much better. It, it's just a matter of does he keep does he keep the role for the rest of the season? And if he does, well, then he's a, a sure fire keeper. Yep. Yeah, no, it's a tough one. And, I mean, I've got both of those guys at the moment and I'm doing the same thing where I'm trying to work out if it's worth one of my trades to upgrade one of them and to who it, who it would be. <laughs> um, and I've basically forgiven – I've sort of uh, uh, forgiven myself and, I, and I'm sort of just deciding I'm going to abandon round 17 because um, I, I haven't done anything to prepare for it and I'm, I'm certainly not going to start now. So um, I've basically just – pretending that this week doesn't exist and then I'll cop the hit to my rank ego um, and then, you know, play for the back end. Um, but guys like, you know, like like looking at a trade, like do I go to who Harris or Max King to a Joe Offen Gowie type, type guy? Um, but, you know, I'm not 100% convinced that even that is an upgrade really um, depending on minutes. So, yeah, big, big question marks there. Um, yeah, no, nah, hard, hard, hard one to do. I definitely think you can move. I'd probably just look at moving Karaz on for any one of those guys there. And then, you know, if you're not feeling super strong about Torhu or Max King upgrade them. So like something like, you know, Karaz and Torhu slash Max King to Clemmer and Offen Gowie or something like that is, is mm-hmm. a, a trades that you can make. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, Instagram, uh, Michael Molo and Will Sm- Will Smith to Will Cal- Kennedy and Tuolungi. Oh, don't get Tuolungi. <laughs> Just asking for trouble. Uh, Absolutely get rid of both those blokes, but surely there's someone better than Tuolungi that you can get this week. Yeah, that just feels to me like just a waste of two more trades. Yeah. To, like, I mean, Smith, what's Smith up to now? Is he... Is he worth is Molo actually playing? bothering to cash out? He is playing. Yeah, I think Molo is playing. Yeah, just keep him. Will Smith's 374. See, I would just do like Will Smith down to like a Palacia or someone like that and just hang on to Molo, I think, is what I would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we got a similar question um, as the last one, kind of. 
Uh, so Max King, Taylor May, and Savage, and Karaz. So King, May, Savage, Karaz out. Madison, Lewis, Pappenhausen, and Latrell in. So just breaking this down, if we, let's say we're swapping Lewis out and we're going to put Palacier in, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's fine. So basically we're, we're, we're cashing out Karaz and, to Palacia and then upgrading Savage to Pappenhausen, Tyler May to Luttrell, and Max King to Ryan Madison. Is that? I don't like it. You don't like it. No. So keeping in mind, this is our good friend of the show, Will, who's fairly oh, high in the overall he? ranks. Yeah, he's chasing the overall. So that does need to factor into it. Jeez. Mm. Oh, oh, mm, the only, I, like, I don't, I don't mind it, to be honest. Um, I guess the only one that I'm, I'm wondering is Latrell to May... Oh, sorry, Major Latrell worth a trade. Um, like, yes, you get in the round 17 score, but I, I think from round 18 onwards, I, I don't know how much of a difference there is between the two. Yeah, yeah that was my that's the... As well. Yeah, maybe just biff the Latrell to Tyler May one and do the rest and just I think maybe you can spend a bit, spend that money a better way long-term. Yeah, I tend to agree. Cool. All right. Uh, Savage to Tass, Karaz to Pappenhausen, Haas to Frizzell. Savage to Tass, Karaz to Pappenhausen. And what was the last one? Haas to Frizzell. That would leave him with 115K in the bank. So the Haas to Frizzell trade is not necessary. Yeah, I don't think I would do that trade, to be honest. Um, I... I, I feel like coaches have sort of gotten the best case scenario with Haas. The fact that he's he's missed or like he's missing Origin, he's finally taken a week off to get healthy. Doesn't mm. seem like he's he like very he could very possibly play round eighteen, and if not, he'll be back around nineteen, and he'll finally be healthier. Because um, I mean, anyone who doesn't own him now will be looking to buy him at the moment. Yeah, he's I'm going to be aggressively targeting Payne Haas. He's one that yeah. like a Max King to Payne Haas for thirty k or something like that. It's just something I'm going to do without even thinking about it. So I certainly yeah. wouldn't be moving him on. Like he, he was apparently busted last week and played the first half straight. Like imagine yeah. what he's going to do when he's healthy. Yeah, no, exactly right. I was looking at Payne Haas and because I was looking at Clemmer and I looked at Payne Haas and I went, "There's no way I can buy Clemmer as an overall coach because." Payne Haas's average is going to be like 60, but he's 60K less than Clemmer's is. Yeah, so if you care about overall, obviously, there's a difference there. But, yeah, with mm-hmm. head-to-head players, yeah, you're going to be aggressively targeting Haas. But, yeah, I, I think I probably wouldn't wouldn't necessarily do that. Um, and, I mean, you're still going to have 75K to upgrade McInnes next week. So, yeah. Uh, who are the biggest... Trades and is Payne to Frizzell or Bird a popular option? So I guess we just covered that. So um, I don't know if there's too many players that I would call an urgent sell this week. 
No, not really. Hey, like there's because most of the ones with the really high break evens um, are either keepers or not playing. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, if you're not aggressively targeting overall, and it seems like there's a fair few people that are aggressively trying to target this round, which in turn neutralizes everybody that's aggressively targeting it. Um, <laughs> you're basically just trading to keep up with the other people. Um, yeah, so no, I, I don't think there's a, a huge list of players that I would put on the urgent sell list at the moment. So I think you can basically just buy anyone that makes sense and don't rush out to get someone like an Isaiah Papali'i this week, particularly if you're a head-to-head coach who, you know, next week he might be 30 grand cheap or he might rupture his ACL this week, you know, and you've got nothing. So definitely, you know, unless you're aggressively attacking this round, um, there's a lot of guys you can wait on. Uh, Austin wants to know where's Pride and Punishment been. Thanks, mate, for reminding me. We we got it up. Um, yeah, Max Look King. Look what you did. Look what you did. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Matt, uh, Max King, is he saying locked on his throne? Oh, nice pun. Um, I like that. Yep. Or is Max King to Barnett a good option if he holds the second row spot? Already got Walsh and Karaz to Pappenhausen and Kennedy locked in. Feels feels sideways, doesn't it? Um, yeah. Like, yeah, you get this week's score, but for the rest of the season, it just feels sideways. Yeah, I'm not excited about it. Yeah, I mean, if you're desperate for a score this week, like... Uh, you know, yeah. uh, it's fine, but like that's the only reason you'd make that trade is to get his Barnett scored this week. Otherwise, it's it's mm. not a trade you would do any other week. I wonder if you went if you went for um, Karaz instead of going to Kennedy. If you went all the way down to Palacia, could you then afford somebody better than? But, oh, Barnett. No, well, I guess you'd – no, well, if you're trading Max King out, you've got 632K. So um, that 30K, you know, you could go up to somebody much better than like, you know, maybe you can afford a Joe often Gowie, David Clemmer type or even a Dylan Brown, Mitchell Moses type. Um, would you do something like that or is that too sideways as well? What do you think, Rob? Um, I I just don't think I would be selling Max King really. Um, it's just it feels like he's going into a slightly better situation. There was a horrible game against the Sharks as well, like in terms of yeah. conditions. Um, no one scored well except Nico Hines. Um, yeah, uh, it just seemed yeah any of these trades sound are just very sideways and one week one week only. Um, and yeah, maybe if you had like a head-to-head must-win head-to-head that was playing this week or something, you'd think about it. But um, I yeah, I couldn't even recommend it for seventeen players. Uh, yeah, overall players. Yeah, unless you're like top hundred or something like that, you're sort of just trading. You know, realistically, you know, it's hard. There's a lot of people sort of going to be at- attacking it, and by default, you're going to end up all, you know, cancelling yourself out, which is part of the reason why I'm not bothering. So just something to keep in mind that you might be wasting a trade to gain nothing. Um, all right. Who is the bigger target this week out of David Clemmer and 
Isaiah Papali'i, considering that Papali'i will continue to likely, sorry, likely to continue to drop in price. I'd rather get Klimmer this week. Um, Who do you prefer, Klimmer or Offengawi? Probably Offengawi currently. His role's a lot safer, isn't it? Or it feels like it. Yeah, well, I mean, with uh, at least until Twile comes back, if he comes back, depending on you know how long he's out with this concussion. Um, mm. Yeah, I tend to, I tend to lean towards Offengawi. Yeah, I like it. Uh, trading Garrick to Pappenhausen? Question mark. I don't mind it, to be honest. Um, now that Garrick's got this injury, and it's basically a straight swap. Like it's what thirty k difference. Yep, I like it. Uh, he's asked about Max King and Karaz, who we've given our thoughts on. Hold Max King. You can sell Karaz if you want. <laughs> Top three round seventeen cash cows. Um, I don't know if there is cash cows. Mate, you don't. You sort of not. It's kind of past it for cash cows now, isn't it? Yeah, I guess Isaiah Tass is probably the the best of the cash cows. Um, yeah, I think I think at this point in the year, when someone says to me cash cow, what I'm looking for is somebody who's undervalued who might be a keeper. So, yeah. you know, for me, like if you say cash cow. At this point in the year, what I'm thinking about is guys like Barnett, uh, Luttrell, uh, this type of player, um, mm-hmm. someone who I'm really interested in who's not playing this week, and I cannot believe I'm saying his name again, is Kalen Ponga um, <laughs> at under 500K. Like that's when you say cash cow, that's what I think. If you're looking for somebody, if you're asking who the best cheap option is this week, uh, I'm pretty comfortable that it's Keenan Palacio. Um, Paul, what about Paul? He, he went all right on debut last week. Uh, it's probably Paul isn't it? Paul Paul <laughs> Ryan, come on, mate. Um, it just this comes down to really with got, Mark and Ryan. Right. Whether you've got two trades, you know, to to get Paul in and out of your team, doesn't it? Yeah. And who does yeah. at this point? I think I think I prefer the the policy of uh, the jewel that Broncos have got. He might have a bit of an extended stay there. Uh, I don't know. I just yeah, I, it's hard to trust the Tigers outside of offering mm. Gowie for the forward rotation. Um, yeah, fair. Yeah, but I do. I think yeah, I think it's policy a pole if you want to go that way, and mm. and then maybe Will Kennedy if you need cheapies. But I'm sort of not really excited about any any of those players particularly. Uh, hey boys, keep up the good fight. Just wondering who is a better trade option? Uh, Barnett to Murray and leave 150k in the kitty, or enough Saab to be able to get Suwali to DCE. So none of these players are playing this week. So the yeah, question, aside from Barnett, is, is, do, is do nothing this week. Um. Yeah. Not so trade guys that aren't playing this week. Yeah. So Barnett break even to forty five, and I mean, and but he leaving one hundred and fifteen k in the kitty. So you're no danger at all unless Barnett goes negative thirty of um not being able to do that trade. So yeah, do nothing this week, my good friend. Keep I fighting the good fight, that. mate. 
Yeah, I think he might have accidentally done that last week. Like it's last week's question. He's just copied and pasted it again. <laughs> Come back to us next week. Um, I still wouldn't have done that last week, I don't think. No. Is Payne Haas a trade? No. He's no. a serious buy in a yeah. couple of weeks. Best cash out on the 300K. Um, yeah, we sort of spoke about that. If you need somebody long-term, I guess it's Kennedy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, although, like, I'm pretty like, – I guess if you want to score this week, it's Kennedy. But to be honest, I'm looking at Volkman next week for basically the same price. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you need somebody this week versus not. So, yeah. I think mm-hmm. the, Ken- the score you might get from Kennedy could well be negative one. So – um, don't let that weight too heavily into, into your decision making. Um, and then is May to Latrell sideways, Rob? In a word, it's it's sideways. One word. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, lovely. Uh, bring in Maddo or Joe Offengiawi for overall points, or wait next week for Murray. Hmm. Ooh, I, I kind of like Offen Gowie, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd be probably looking at Papali'i or someone else the week after if for 18 as well. Murray's also a good option, but yeah, Papali'i's going to be really nice. It's 19, isn't it? We think oh, he's going to yeah. be a good buy. Yeah, probably, based on this Offen Gowie, Gowie hasn't played under 64 minutes since round 10. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's. We the can't best sing his praises high enough, Ryan. Yeah. Mm. Are you going to get? You know it? what that means. Oh, I'm thinking about it now. Jeez. God and Gowie. Uh, Ruben Cotter, Max King, Nanai, and Jackson out. Often Gowie, Kalor, Matungi, Isaiah Pap, and Kennedy in allows me to do May to Cleary next week. Um. Cola Matungi. He's these, actually getting up there. 650. These, these trades would leave me only with one hooker, which is Blake Braley, until I get the bonus trades. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. That is awesome. That's, that's I, I, was, I was. <laughs> it just caught me by surprise. I was not expecting <laughs> someone to Blake Braley as their only hooker. I just, Ryan, don't be mean. Don't be mean. Don't be mean to Bacon Lord 989, all right? I'm not being mean. It just caught me by surprise. I just was not <laughs> expecting that. The big, the, the, you, you thought the Blake Braley chat had subsided for the year. Yeah, he's 650k. Like he... Every time we bring him up, he just keeps... <laughs> we, we think that he's irrelevant. He keeps coming back. He's like Freddy Krueger, you know? When, like all the kids forget about him and he loses all his power. It's like Blake Braley. So can, we, your... can we trade... Can we trade? Can we upgrade Blake Braley to Lachlan Croker? It's only twenty k. <laughs> it's only sixteen k <laughs> between Blake Braley and Reed Marnie. That tells you how bad Reed Marnie's going. Yeah. Well. No. Yeah. Anyway, what was the question? If I he's, tra- if he's trading okay. Cotter, if he's trading Cotter, he doesn't have uh, another hooker anyway, right? So Blake Braley's all he's got. That's what he's saying. Yeah. So, but, but if you trade Cotter or don't trade Cotter, Cotter's coming back around nineteen, right? Oh, theoretically, or twenty, yeah. Um, was it so? Yeah, it was Cotter. So King. Cotter, King, Nanai, and Jackson out. Um, mm. I'm already seeing two guys in Jackson and King that I don't really want to trade. 
bringing Offen, Gowie, Pappenhausen, Kolomatungi, and Kennedy in and allowing to do Cleary purchase next week. I wonder what his overall rank is because this seems like someone who, I mean, if his overall rank is below a thousand, like I wouldn't be doing this because it just, yeah. you know. Well, the thing like, is, he doesn't have Cleary yet and like 98% right. of the teams. Blake Bradley is his only hooker. Right. Yeah. What I have to. Say? All right, Rob, be nice to Bacon Lord, mate. Okay. Sorry. I won't. Ha- I'll, I'm going to boot you off if you laugh at him one more time. No, in all seriousness. Um, yeah, I would suggest that you probably need to refocus in on head-to-head and I would be not selling King or Jackson. I'm comfortable with Cotter out, Offen Gowie in, and I'm comfortable with Nanai out, Kennedy in or Palacia or whoever. Uh, I'd probably skip Kolomatungi or whatever. And then I reckon, you know, even if you want to do Taylor May up to Cleary or something like that, that might be the way to go. Yeah, I, I feel like these trades you'd only do if you're like, you know. Top 50. Yeah, or, or you're like in a big overall cash league and you're near the top of that or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm having a suspicion that you probably need to refocus your attention to head-to-head is my suggestion and that mm-hmm. you're probably burning trades with no benefit really. Um, yeah, yeah, that's my especially thought. when he said, especially especially when he said he's because what he he said he was out of trades until the extra four kick in if he did all these two didn't he? Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I don't yeah. think it's worth it. So, R- Bacon Lord, my suggestion is that you hit up Ryan in the Instagram DMs and and rejig yes. your trades. That's my suggestion. Yes. Bacon Lord, hit me up. Uh, Michael Molo, Will Smith. Oh, I already did that one. All right. Uh, which two to bring in out of Papali, E, Madison, and Offen Gowie? Definitely Offen Gowie. Oh, yeah, I think Offen Gowie just because he's the cheapest of the three. I'm leaving Madison out, out of that lot. Yeah, I think so. You reckon? Yeah. yeah most expensive. Yeah. yeah, not to mention his brunch attire, which is just, you know, didn't really match. <laughs> Unforgivable. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, no reason in particular. I just, yeah, Papali is an eighty-minute edge player. Offen he's got a big or seventy-plus-minute edge player. Offen he's got a big work rate in the middle. Madison has question marks, carrying a rib injury. Who knows? Uh, we covered this question, which is what's the best team for enough slash loop for the rest of the season, which is the West Tigers. Um, we recommend Junior Powger if you're looking for a specific player. Uh, and then Jack's got the final question from Instagram, which is, uh, he said, oh, I apologize if this is a little bit wordy. So say you're trading a buy round player. So I'm assuming that's somebody who is not playing this week because they're on a buy based on this question. Does the player get locked at the start of the round or are you free to trade them up until the end up until the player that you're trading in plays. Example, if I want to get rid of Madison, or so if I want to trade Madison in to get Haas, can I wait until I'm sure that Madison's actually playing given the rib injury before trading? Yes, in a word. Yes. They don't lock, um, do they? No. So buy players don't lock until – well, they don't lock at all, actually. So, I mean, you can – I'm fairly certain you could trade buy player to buy player when the Broncos and Dragons are playing. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think it, they buy players lock at all until like the you know final lockout. lockout when they roll roll things over. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, so they don't lock. Um, so, yeah, you that and, in fact, I would strongly encourage you to do exactly that, but don't forget about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, don't, like, get drunk and forget to make your trades or something like that, uh, which, you know, we all do, specific, particularly when there's no footy on during the day. But, um, yeah, definitely thoughts there. Uh, actually got a couple of bloody Twitter ones. Uh, somebody's dropped a bloody um, pun on there for some reason. Um, yeah, the Stefano question, which is a hard no. Um, and he was going to use the money that he gets from trading Haas to often to upgrade Vilea to Gutherson, which is just a really hard no. Um, Forgot yeah. about Vilea. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Yeah, poor bloke. Um, Swampy Duck just wants to know how we get more trades. Wait till round 20, mate. Yeah, patience. (laughs) Do you reckon it's after round 20 or you reckon it's between round 19 and round 20? Oh, I had a look at this the other day. I think it's after round 20. I think it's it's between 19 and 20. You reckon? Yeah. Might be. Yeah, see how we go. Um... Do you think that Max King and Joe Offen Gowie were retrospectively the best buys of the preseason? Yes. Yeah. Has there been a – I guess Nico Hines. I'd probably put Nico Hines up oh, there. Oh, mate, He's... Nico Hines. Yeah, he was the best buy of the preseason. He's just been an absolute animal. Um, I mean, you know, Matt Isaiah Burton would have been really good too. at the start of the year, but now he's essential, although he's had a couple of bad scores in a row. But did you say Yo? Yeah. Yeah. He's been great. Yeah. I kind of just, I have like a, um, uh, like I miss him. Like, you know, like, I don't know if you guys have read the Harry Potter books or whatever. Like, you know, when the, like the muggles go past like Diagon Alley or whatever, and their eyes just slip over it. And yeah, like they just don't even pick it up. Like that's what my eyes do when I scan over Isaiah Yo in fantasy. I just no. don't even see him. I'm like, oh yeah. Lucky Bay is what not even exist to me. He's averaging 60. Yeah, I just don't even care, eh? I know. <laughs> I know. I literally don't should, care. But we don't. Um, yeah. So the four trades are added at the start of round 20, Monday, 25 yeah. July, after lockout. Yeah. Excellent. So I'm, I'm right. Yeah. Okay. You are right. Yeah. 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 Just wanted to confirm that for the listeners. Yeah, just wanted to confirm that I was right. But lovely. Fantastic. Okay. Um, so what so are our thoughts on how- <laughs> Yes, it is, mate. This podcast is for two years. You should know it's been all about me the whole time. Um, and Ryan, obviously. Um, Thanks, mate. No worries. Uh, so what are our thoughts on Harry Grant? His form has been a bit up and down in terms of fantasy numbers. Is he a must-have, quote-unquote, or would you prefer mm. other options? And also, what are our thoughts on Moses and Panasini? Is it time to trade them, or are they holds for now? Well, I'll, I'll take Moses. the first yeah, all right. I'll, I'll take the first part and then uh, Rob can jump in on the eels. Um, is Grant a must-have? No, um, in a word. I, I don't I don't like the word must-have because I think outside of Hines and Cleary, uh, sorry, not even Cleary, I'd say Hines and Burden, I'd say those two are the only must-haves. I don't even think Cleary is a must-have this year. Um, it, it's great if you do have him, but I think Hines and Burton, just because of the positions, are the must-haves. Um, as for Grant, I mean, he's a keeper. Like, all keepers have had their ups and downs, especially during this origin period. Once he gets through this, he'll be back. Like, you only need to look at his uh, form prior to, prior to origin. He was going gun, you know, guns are blazing. Um, he's a keeper. He's he's get, starting to get a little bit cheaper now, too, 727K. Like, obviously, Cook is the number one hooker, but you're spending an extra 200K there. So, um, yeah, up to you if you can afford that. But I, I still like Grant. 
Rob, over yeah. to you. Does it does it surprise you to know that Grant only has one fifty plus score in his last five appearances? Um, I mean, not really, just because of origin. You know, we're in now. Like he only played fifty six minutes in round fourteen. Yeah, but and but in 12. the games, in those games, he played the Panthers, the Cowboys, Juggernaut, the Roosters, and then got belted by Manly. Um, mm. And then the, the that's the four games he that well. fifty. You'd so, think he'd get yeah. through a bit more work, though, eh, as a yeah. playing against those good teams. But I suppose his scores tend to be a bit more – his higher scores tend to be a bit more when he's in the attack. Attacking. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Well, he started out the year with 61, 47, 68, 77, 62, 59, 91 between rounds mm-hmm. one and nine and just was absolutely blitzing it. And then he's gone off the boil a bit now. But I can back him having a strong – Rest of the season after the Cowboys, uh, not after the Cowboys, well, they may as well be the Cowboys. After the Maroons take Origin 3 down, he's going to be on a high and he's just going to put the sword to the Raiders, Warriors, and Rabbitohs and the Titans over the next four weeks after that. So, very worried about that uh, Warriors game. But, <laughs> yeah. So, we'll yeah, he, he's Harry Grant in, in real life, which is going to be very exciting. Yeah. So, he's, he's an interesting buy option. Definitely not a sell, I think, is the, the Grant. You know, around was he 18, saying 19. he was a must uh, Was he wanting to buy him or was he wanting to sell him? Based on the way that he structured the question, I would suggest that he doesn't own Harry Grant and he's looking yeah, at buying him. Yeah, obviously yeah. not this week. Yeah, him and him and Payne Haas are probably the two guys that I would say are like really up there on my buy list if you don't have them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then, yeah, um, eel stuff, uh, Moses. And yeah, I, I wouldn't sell Moses at this point. Um, no. He plays round 17 um, for starters, yep. and I think he is a keeper. Whether he's better than Dylan Brown or not uh, is another question. Um, Penasini, I was just having a quick look at. Um, he's just he's just a centre, isn't he, really? Like, he's quite a, he's quite expensive, and he had a, a, a bad score last week. Um but and uh, yeah, break even in the fifties. Um, yeah, look, you can sell him if if you want. I, I'd probably be, I'd probably keep him this week just because he's a around seventeen guy. Um, but yeah, if you can move, if you can move him on, maybe cash him out or move him up to to someone else that we we're talking about, like a Offengawi or something. Then I'd do that. Yeah, he's Playing probably. He's probably a no rush sell, is how I yeah, would describe it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't rush to sell him. Yeah, uh, it's Hus keep Hus or trade. We've discussed in detail. Uh, here's an interesting one: Would you trade Ponga out for Latrell or Dewey, and Billy Walters out for Bird since they're both playing? I lean no, um, just because we've seen the Knights team list again today. Jay Clifford's still in reserve grade, meaning that once Pong is back, he's going to keep the goal kicking. Um, mm. And the Knights have a team. fairly okay draw. Yeah, the Knights have a fairly okay draw. They've got, uh, what, Manly Roosters, Bulldogs, Tigers over the next four weeks there. Um, so no top eight teams. Like, obviously, the Manly and the Roosters are okay. They're not bad teams. But, yeah, none of those teams are in the top eight currently. So, yeah. Wow, can't believe the Roosters aren't in the top eight. That's wild. No, Ponga's actually another one I'm really interested in buying. And I think Latrell to Dewey's sideways for both of them, if not backwards for Ponga. Um, and he's not to mention he's cheaper than both. Um, and then Billy Walters for Bird seems sideways as well, based on you know what he's going to be asked to do. I think for the Broncos this week. 
Well, Corey Pax is back, so I mean, maybe Walter's role starts to diminish than what he's been doing yeah. with Turpin on the bench. Yep. Yeah, Billy Walters is a safe duty, probably, isn't he? But um, I don't mind Walter. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, is Brandon Smith chief enough to bring in and run as an 18th, 19th man? No. I mean, in that price bracket, he's probably the best option, but that's probably says more about the price bracket than anything. I think you want someone slightly safer as a 18th man, though. Unless you're attacking somebody with a high ceiling. Yeah, I just think if you waited a week, you could probably get similar scoring from Volkman, to be honest, and he's, yeah. what, 140k less. Yeah. If I was looking for an 18th, 19th man in that price bracket, I'd be much more interested in someone like Dane Gagai. Yeah, what the ceiling? Yeah, yeah, and also covers a harder position. You should have three million bloody wing full, um, not wing fullbacks. Three million bloody mids Middles. at this point. So, yeah, even you know Rappin is down there in the three sixty seven k bracket. He'll probably produce a similar scoring. Um, geez, Josh just has fallen off a cliff. He's going to be interesting for twenty twenty three. He's um, been so bad this year. Just a, yeah. Hey, come on, gosh. come on, come on, Mark. Come on, Mark. Twenty twenty three advice is Rob's area. Right? Yeah. No, that's right. Yeah. Sorry, I'll, Rob. I'll leave that to you, mate. I'm encroaching um, my territory. Um, <laughs> twenty twenty four next week. So I'm a bit confused here by the use of the. Uh, he's used the uh, greater than sign, um, but he's got Moses greater than Grant. Savage greater than Mitchell are these good trades, but I'm definitely certain that he wants to trade Savage to Mitchell, but that would lead me to think that he wants to trade Moses to Grant, which doesn't make a lot of sense. So I guess the question is, are we trading Moses to Grant and Savage to Mitchell? Obviously not the first one, Yeah, um, but no, Savage to Mitchell is an interesting one. This week. Yeah, I'm fine with that if you want to pull yep. the trigger there. Savage to Mitchell. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Um, Peoples to Will Kennedy or Jed Cartwright or someone else playing this round. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, like I, I don't mind Palacia. Um, I think he's – like if you want someone who's going to be in the team moving forward, I think Palacia's fine. Um, yeah. 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 Not Jed Cartwright. Palacia or Will Kennedy. So go on. Yep. Uh, and then Targo, last question, Targo out to Ghana or Ramian. It's an interesting one, actually. Mm-hmm. It seems odd you, you wanting to trade Targo after he just put up a 60. I guess you, maybe you want to... I have a suspicion that this person might be attacking round 17, but probably brings us back to the fundamental question of what's your rank if you're not inside the top 500, why are you bothering? Because it feels probably sideways or backwards. Yeah, because uh, especially, I'd like to do Targo out to a keeper because, like, if you say you owned Burton and Aiken, like, I'd be fine with doing like a, you know, Targo to an Offen or something like that. But like trading Targo to a star, I don't know, it just just sort of seems like a waste of a trade for one week. Mm. Do you think Targo to Jack Bird is sideways or an upgrade? Well, uh, scoring wise, it's probably sideways. It's, uh, you, you, 
you're banking a little bit of cash, aren't you? How much? What's the difference? Well, personally, 500 now, JC. Probably not even banking that much cash cash anymore. Yeah, it's like 20K. What yeah, about yeah, like Targo all the way down to Isaiah Tass or something like that? Um, yeah, I don't mind that, actually. That's because I don't yeah. think Tass is significantly worse than Targo when you're banking some money there. Yeah, and you can get the player for this week, use them as your 18th, 19th man loop type dude, mm-hmm. and then... Yeah, use the money for something else rather than going to a Ramian or a Ghana, which probably put up similar scoring to the TAS. What do you think? Is that it? Any more? Any other fa- funny, fact, interesting many, topics to cover tonight? How many players you got this week, Mark? I have four. Hey, same. What about you, Rob? How many you got, mate? I got three. Um, and one of them awesome. is Kelma the Slug. So. I have looking, so you have negative one. I'm just looking forward to putting the vice captain on Wade Graham this week. Oh, huge. Yeah, man. I just got Captain Nico, Vice Captain Mitchell Moses. Oh, uh, imagine having two keepers this week. And then you Tyson Frazell. The... Tyson Frazell. Yeah. And uh and David Moali. That's I got four. two keepers as well, mate. Nico Hines or Wade Graham. Yeah, sorry, mate. Just because you're keeping Wade him doesn't a, make him a keeper. <laughs> Wade Graham's a keeper, 20th man. Break glass in case of emergency. Your options are Jason Saab or Wade He's Graham. my team mascot, mate. He's the leader. He's the voice of the dressing room. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. Yeah. 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 He can step up if necessary, but let's hope we don't. it doesn't come to that. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. I like it, boys. I'm really happy with our decision to just abandon round 17 this week, and I'm sure there's lots of people that are going, oh, overall, yeah, head-to-head just for cowards, blah, blah, blah. I've heard it all before, guys. Um, But, yeah, nah, the reality is um, unless you're, you know, within striking distance of the top players, uh, there's basically no point attacking that overall. Super hard. I mean, having a look at our Trident punt club, Fantasy overall league while That's we're here. The uh, we've got the number one. Go for the, yeah. We've got the we've got the number one overall player here. And I want to say this is Dylan M. Is that Dylan Meek that used to be in the fantasy lounge that's in our Facebook group and on the Twitter that hangs shit on me? If it is, if it is you, Dylan, and I think you actually do listen to the pod, pod can you can you let me know? Um but he's in first overall and his total overall points is fourteen thousand six hundred and fourteen. Oh wow. And mine is so I'm I'm 840 points behind him. So there's literally no point even trying to win, right? Like it's just, you're literally just banging your head against the wall. Like I'm in 1,377th, I think, 1,384, and I'm coming 200 and almost 300th in our overall league. Like, and I'm so far behind first. It's not funny, even in at 1,370. So he's literally like, you know, basically, you know, unless you're in the top 100, but then even then, like the gap between Greg, who's at um, Blindside, who is uh, hanging shit on Dale's posts, pod posts, he's in 52 overall, um, and he is um, 350 points behind first, 360 points behind first. Yeah, wow. So there's such a huge gap. So you just got to really, like, if you're looking at this week trying to buy players, really consider whether it's worth, you know, attacking this buy round, what that's actually going to get you, or whether you're better off just 
you know, abandoning that and and attacking your head-to-head league or whatever. Shout-out to Brad, actually. Brad in our uh, group chat who's now in 42nd overall. Bloody hell. Um, But he only has one, two, three players, four players this week. So he's, um, you know, he's going to fall out a little bit. Uh, whereas Will, a good friend of the show, who asked a question earlier, he's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine prior to trades. Bringing in more. Wow, jeez. So, yeah, so what he's bringing in more. So I can see why he's attacking it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, whereas so Dylan, who's in first, he's got one, two, three, four, five. So yeah, that's that's a good opportunity there when you know you're looking at that going mm, okay, you know I up am, 200 points though. Yeah, but he's still he's 350 points behind and he's in he's in 40th as well, so uh, 37th. So you know he really needs to have his guys come in, put up big scores this week, and then still gain ground rest of the season. So it's going to be interesting. And but I guess the moral of the story is if you think that you're in a chance with overall, unless you're one of those people that I, whose name I just mentioned, you probably aren't. <laughs> and just give up on your dreams and become a head-to-head player like the, us. The, literally the only year I've actually uh, done well in overall was in 2020. I finished 22nd overall, and that was the year when there was no buy round, so there was literally no difference in strategy between head-to-head and overall, so I didn't do anything different. Yeah. <laughs> so next year is going to be awesome because there's going to be buys every single oh, week. It's going to be a nightmare. That's going to be fantastic. See, that's I'll live for that shit. I love that so much. So it's going to be chaos. Yeah, because that that's when you just you really got to make a decision about whether you're going to ignore it or not. So, but um, no, this is good. I like it. Um, I think that's good. Good chat, boys. Uh, Rob, do you have any closing? Uh, we had a, a small interjection there by uh, your your guest host, but all up, how's your uh, how's, how's your dog doing? Ah, uh, she's going all right. Yeah, apologies for my uh, technical oh. difficulties tonight, everyone. Oh, oh, mate. That's right. I'm really hoping that what you said about Latrell didn't like get all blurred out because it just sounded like you were having your voice converted over to being a robot man. Mate, here's the real. Yeah, hopefully it didn't spoil the pod. I got a real question of the week, yeah. mate. Uh, Mark, what's the birthday plans this week, buddy? Mate, Ooh. that is a great question. So, for those of you that don't know, it's my birthday tomorrow. Um. So I actually, I'll, I'll, I'll regale you. I'll, I'll wind the clock back. So I got my MRI today on my knee. Um, so I, um, yeah, so I'll, I'll read the list out oh, <laughs> of problems. <laughs> like I got the results back earlier. So I've got a grade three ACL, grade two MCL, grade one medial patellofemoral ligament tear, grade one strain to something else. Um, I've got two different tears in my meniscus, three bone bruises, and a chip out of my kneecap. Happy birthday. (laughs) So the answer to what I'm going to be doing for my birthday is sitting on my ass with an ice pack on my knee is what I'm going to be doing. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. The, um, yeah. Um, Lucas, who's a good friend of the show, he's a, a physio. We've been sort of chatting back and forward. He's a, one of the guys in the NFL fantasy amateurs. He's a yeah, he's a physio. I sent it to him, and he just sent me back and he said that knee's seen some shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about two two as a arm. That knee, bloody hell. 
Yeah. Oh, mate. Yeah. It's got shrapnel in it. It's it's cooked, mate. Yeah. So no. So I, I, in all seriousness, I'm gonna uh, go. I'm actually gonna work tomorrow, and then I think uh, the fam's coming over to have dinner. But it's gonna be pretty subdued, given my uh, limping nature at the moment. <laughs> old man Mark. So yeah, old man Mark, thirty-two years young. Uh, All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. Really appreciate it. Thank you for the good chat. So I think we had a nice mix of of laughing stuff and some actual serious good fantasy advice tonight, which is always a way to, to do it. So, um, yeah, Rob, thanks as always for uh, adding value to the podcast um, and, uh, mate, keep up the good work on the 2023 content. Thanks, Lance. And we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Love you guys.